caution. Your paradigm is about to shift at the intersection of fact and reason. You're entering Kingston Country. I'm Dan Kingston, and you're listening to the Dan Kingston Podcast. It looks like there seems to be two main groups of people when it comes to the coronavirus. There's those that are saying, this guy is falling. You know, the CNN, mainstream media, and people that are brainwashed by it totally think this is the end of the world. This is Ebola. This is it. Then there's another group of people, I'd say it's about evenly split, that believe you know, no problem. Give lots of hugs in community transmission areas and blow kisses. No, no, don't blow kisses. Give real smooches to strangers who have a cold. And if you have a cough and you've come in contact with somebody who, you know, maybe uh, has coronavirus, don't worry about it. You're probably just fine. Remember, it's just a, the case of the sniffles, if anything, and you have nothing to worry about. You absolutely could not infect an older senior citizen and kill them. No, no, no. Don't worry about that. So there's those two groups split, very radical. And in our society, is it really that big of a surprise? It seems like everything splits everybody about 50-50 and you come away with two radical positions. Really, there is a common sense position when it comes to coronavirus, which is, okay, it's not time to panic, it's not Ebola, and it shouldn't have the effects on our country like an Ebola pandemic would have. But that's not to say that it's not a real concern. That is not to say that uh, senior citizens should be worried and very concerned, and we all should be concerned, because God forbid we have a, a low-level case of coronavirus okay or maybe we don't even realize we have it and we pass it on to somebody in their 70s or 80s or 90s and they drop dead within a few hours because for some senior citizens apparently that's what's been reported at least out of kirkland and that senior center that within just a few hours of symptoms uh, there were some deaths and so that's scary and i think that Enough people are concerned about this that it comes down to President Trump. Uh, it comes down to his reelection, frankly. I mean, this could be very well be a Katrina like event for President Trump. And I don't say that lightly, but it's not too late to get this right. I would argue if President Trump can keep your family safe and can save your job from the coronavirus, he's going to win reelection. But if the effort to contain the virus fails, he's going to lose. He could even lose to Joe Biden. As crazy as that sounds, people need to blame somebody. I heard Michael Savage talk about that last night, and it's true. Someone needs to be blamed. Will it be Pence? I think maybe Trump is going to have to replace Pence and put in somebody else because it looks like a number of things um, have gone awry. It started off strong. Right, shutting down the border to China before every, really before it was on anyone's radar, and they were calling him names, saying he was a xenophobe, and he clearly bought us some time. But since then, there have been some mistakes. I don't know how you can run out of hand sanitizer. I've been covering the coronavirus for months, and no one ramped up hand sanitizer production. It was in the news. People were looking at it. Uh, but if you were just watching CNN, all it was was impeachment show 
And when I say a bunch of fucking idiots in charge, you know, you don't have to get defensive over there and say, oh, you're blaming Trump. You know, a lot of people in government and Trump can't have access to every single human being in the government. Okay, there are a lot of people. And when something as obvious as hand sanitizer runs out, I'm not necessarily blaming President Trump, but I am blaming people in charge for allowing that to happen, because that's at this point, this is national security crisis. Uh, yes, it is. It is. Because at least for our senior citizens and for people at, 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 you know, health risks, it is. How can you run out of hand sanitizer and face masks? So that's a big question for me. I, my place of work took a new job recently. And uh, you know, usually I've been self-employed my whole life, but I took a new job and, and they ran out of hand sanitizer at that place of employment. And my new boss, he said, yeah, we went to Target to try to get a house for hand sanitizer. The guy laughed in my face. Maybe you've had that experience as well. And you're saying, oh, you can make your own hand sanitizer. All right. You make the rubbing alcohol with the aloe vera and you need a, um, <laughs> yeah, you, okay, fine. So why doesn't the government make some hand sanitizer and then pass it out? Right? Always expected to make our own hand sanitizer now in the richest country in the world. Makes a lot of fucking sense. So you see the economy kind of is is going down because people are freaking out. And the stock market really, I think, reacts to the freak out, the worst case scenario. It's going to come back. Now is a good time. I mean, look at, at long-term investing right now. This is when they say to buy. I mean, there are some deals to be had. And it's only a matter of time before people realize this is not Ebola. This is not Ebola, right? Oh, that coffee is good. I'm recording this in the morning right now. Usually I record later at night, but what it comes down to is more than anything is your job safe from the coronavirus and i you know i mentioned i just took a new job and <laughs> i gotta be honest i don't know how long that's gonna last because it's a job where public you know it's a, a people come in they come out off the street right you don't know if somebody has a cold somebody has a cough what are we gonna disinfect our workplace i i guess uh there's a risk that people's jobs are at risk, especially if you're dealing with the public, right? Look at Uber. Uh, they're f trying to figure out what to do. Uh, so could your job be at risk? Yes. And most people live paycheck to paycheck. So if they say, sorry, you know, bad timing, but this isn't going to work out for you, Dan. Yeah, you know, you were great. We were excited to have you on the team. But with this coronavirus, it's just not going to work. Sorry. Well, if that happens to enough people, President Trump has a problem, a real problem. Because even if the Democrats can't fix it, and even if no one thinks the Democrats can really fix it, they're want to, you know, people want to blame Trump. They already want to blame Trump. And if something like this happens and you give them more reason to blame Trump, they're going to do it. This is Kingston Country. 
The Dan Kingston Podcast is brought to you by Traveling with Janice and Cruise Brothers. You can count on Traveling with Janice and Cruise Brothers to be your trusted resource to help with travel-related questions and recommendations, especially given what's going on in the news right now. You don't want to book anything without first consulting Janice to ensure you stay safe and protected. Call Janice at 480-648-3324 or email travelingwithjanice at gmail.com. Hey, Dan. It's your friend Brian Johnson from over at I've Done That. I wanted to thank you for your informative and fun podcast. Really enjoying it. Uh, our Twitter banter back and forth is always fun as well. I want to tell you about our Election Day mayhem. The last rally, the president suggested that those of us in states that could do it, and I live in Texas, should vote on the Democratic side of the ticket. So that's what I did, and that's what many people are doing. Five percent of the entire Democratic election here in Texas, as of this morning anyhow, were from <laughs> ex-Republicans. So we ought to see what kind of wrench we throw in their works. Hey, thanks again. Appreciate that the information you give and the uh, fact that you're accepting of all the information that we send back at you. Have a great night. Bye bye. Now I want to say that we're nearing the end of flu season here, and the cases are going to drop. I think that's pretty clear. Uh, not immediately, not overnight, but within a few months, cases are going to drop. But you're going to have uh, higher testing numbers until then. So while we are leaving flu season and entering warmer weather, at the same time, testing is going up right now. So it's going to look like the numbers are growing rapidly. But in reality, it's actually going to signal most likely a much lower mortality rate, right? Because if all of a sudden a lot more people show up positive, but you have the same number of deaths, that lowers mortality. Then at that point, people will realize, okay, this is not a major disruptive event. They're going to calm down and the markets are going to surge again. You want to be positioned to ride that surge. So I do think it is a good time to buy for long-term investors. You don't know exactly when that's going to, the tide's going to turn and people are going to, you know, get a hold of themselves, you know, get a hold of yourself, man. Uh, and I think that's going to happen because you look around the world, you know, 7 billion people and you have 90,000 infections. I mean, it's not exactly, uh, you, you know what I'm saying? I mean, if you look at the news, you'd feel like uh, your next door neighbor has coronavirus. When in reality, uh, probably not the case. Now, if there is really wide transmission, the 90,000 is not even close and maybe it's, uh, really high. I've seen some people say they think, uh, you know, chances are within a few years, most of us will have coronavirus. So again, it's only super scary if you think about coronavirus like Ebola, the way CNN wants you to think about it, when in truth, for most people, they're mild symptoms. I think the key is we have to stop the transmission or slow the transmission as much as possible. And we need to ramp up these antiviral medications. Otherwise, this is a real crisis for our senior citizens. And it's good practice because, I mean, if this thing turned out to have uh, had a 20% mortality rate for people in their 30s, um, 
I, we, we would kind of be screwed right now. You see that we really don't have practice for something like this. And humans are really good at learning from mistakes. <laughs> We're really good at making mistakes. We're also really good at learning from mistakes. And hopefully... We're learning from these mistakes. Like the cruise ship off California, off San Francisco, my hometown, you know, and eventually docked in Oakland. I was, you know, I grew up in Oakland, by the way, you know, um, Oakland and Berkeley. And so I know the area very well. And in Japan, they let those people sit and stay on the cruise ship for weeks. Didn't get them out. And he had a lot of infections because of that. We learned from that mistake. We got those people off that cruise ship and into quarantine zones. And that's learning from the mistake the Japanese made. And we've undoubtedly saved lives on that cruise ship, or at least saved infections on that cruise ship, because of that decision to get them off that cruise ship so it couldn't spread. You cannot contain a disease, an, infect an infectious disease on a cruise ship? That's ridiculous. You can't do that. Those things run rampant on cruise ships. Everyone knows that. So to wrap up, I just want to say, you know, the truth is that we are prepared to handle a pandemic in this country, at least better than any other country. Yeah, yeah, we have work to do. And yeah, we couldn't handle Ebola. We couldn't handle something much worse than coronavirus, honestly. It looks like this is about the... Uh, a match for what we can do. That being said, because we are such an advanced country and because we are equipped to handle a pandemic of, of it looks like this size, we don't have to take draconian measures like in China, like in Italy, where they lock down the entire country. No one can leave their house. I don't think it's going to come to that here. But in order to not come to that, we're all going to just have to take common sense precautions. Yes, that's my cat. I would say, don't hug a sick person. I would say, limit shaking hands. Do a fist bump. Don't touch your face. Don't bite your nails. Wash your hands a lot. Don't touch public surfaces. And if you do, wash your hands. Don't interact in tight quarters with somebody with a cold. And uh, take care of yourself. We're going to get through this together. Thanks for listening to the Dan Kingston Podcast. Kingston Country. You've been listening to the Dan Kingston Podcast. 